This week on TSR, we're back from DragonCon. Our first look at Captain Marvel. You might be the killer. And we stand Team Fireball and the Aces of the Colossus. All that and more on this episode of TSR. It is TSR episode 196. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Brian. We are finally back from Dragon Con. Yes, we are. It was great. <laughs> it was. Well, honestly, one of the best uh, big cons that I think you and I have done in quite, quite some time. Yeah, we skipped last year, and I think that was a good thing. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I I was legitimately excited to go this year. Yeah, I think we got a little burned out, and having a year off helped, and you know, get our focus back on what we wanted to do at Dragon Con. We didn't even go near the dealer room. We didn't go to the art show. We just basically stayed in the Star Wars track and hung out with friends, and it was fun. Now, we did do one big panel, though. We did. We went to go see the Expanse actors, which, I mean, wasn't that big. Um, we waited and we only waited in line for, like, maybe half an hour for that panel, Um but uh, we saw the four actors who were there, and um, they were great. It was a really f- good panel, um, with the exception of the really long clips from Amazon. Yeah, I, I have a feeling Amazon was definitely behind uh, those really long clips Well, they clips were, because they their logo was on it. <laughs> um, I mean, clips are fine, but these are like four minutes long, and... Uh, but the actors, I think, realized how long they were, and they were starting to act out the scenes on stage, which was really funny. Um, but they they were also in the Walk of Fame, and I went in there um, with Bria and our friend Brandon, and they convinced me to go and get now, two of their autographs. I want to point out... <laughs> how big a deal this is because that is something you and i never i never get autographs from people it's a lot of money uh but i was like okay i have the money to do it right now i haven't bought anything else at the con and i really want to get my picture with sheree agdashlu and uh I did. And it was great. And she was wonderful. And she talked to me for a really long time and was like, here, like directed our photo. Because <laughs> I got like a photo with our own, you know, that you can get a photo with your own camera. Uh, and so we, like, she was like, okay. And she was like, started like straightening out my shirt and my bat, my lanyard and like my hair. And she's like, okay, now elongate yourself and chin up and shoulders back. And I'm like, okay, sure. I'll do whatever you tell me to. <laughs> and and when I looked at the picture, I'm like, oh, it's a really nice picture. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. Um, but she was great. And we were talking about the show and, you know, I said how I was, um, I was sort of disappointed that she wasn't in the last few episodes of the 
season three and she said yeah um her character wasn't supposed to be in that at all but the network really wanted her at least to have an appearance so that's why she like shows up at the end for like two seconds listening to whatever (laughs) (laughs) but yeah she was great i also met Cass Anvar who plays um, Alex and got a photo with him and he was super nice as well and I really hope they bring them back because it seems like they're that's like the perfect they, show to like for years the cast of Battlestar Galactica yeah. were like the rock stars of Dragon Con I really feel like the Expanse cast might be that yeah going forward there were also a few years like there the Battlestar cast would come a lot the uh, Stargate casts would come a lot, and those panels were really big. Um, Firefly was the other one. Um, so this just—it seems like that is just like the perfect match of battle or of the Expanse and DragonCon. So we also did other stuff at DragonCon. You led a Fantasy Flight game. I did lead a Fantasy Flight game, so I was trialing something that I kind of want to do at Celebration, and that's sort of a introduction to playing Star Wars tabletop RPGs. So we had a group of players there uh, to run through Fantasy Flight's um, a beginner uh, TFA box set. And we played for about two and a half hours. It was a ton of fun. Uh, Folks who had never played before got to learn the mechanics of the system and saw that, hey, this isn't as scary as it looks Mm -hmm. when I'm watching like someone do a live play. Um, And yeah, it went really well. And I may or may not be looking to put this on in a larger scale at Celebration next year in Chicago. You definitely should. So, um, hey, if anyone from Fantasy Flight listens to this show, uh, <laughs> can you reach out? We'd really like to work with you on this. Yes. That would be great. Yes. Games are good. Games are good. Yes. What else did we do at Dragon Con? We were on several panels. We were on a bunch of panels. I was on the new canon panel with Bria, which I thought went really well. Um and I was also on the um, re- uh, the Galaxy's Edge panel. You were on that. Um, I moderated the Luke Skywalker panel, which was a really, really good discussion. I always like hate doing Monday morning panels because it's like I do the panel and then we leave. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I just want to be able to leave when I want. But it ended up being a really good panel. And I'm glad that... Um, glad you know we stuck around to do it um especially because like i i don't really like talking about the last jedi a lot especially on twitter because people have their opinions um and they're very you know people are either like oh i love it or oh i hate it but then there's like people like me who are like i like parts of it and there's other parts i really don't like um but it's really hard to have like nuanced discussions online but I felt like Dragon Con this year was really good at that. Um, not just in the Luke Skywalker panel, but the other panels that we saw. There were, you know, t- you know, definitely the opinion I think overall was positive for the Last Jedi. But like we talked about, you know, why Luke Skywalker's character arc went the way he did, and you know, I mentioned how it really bothered me. Um, you know, a lot of some of the things that happened in the movie and like, you know, we just had like a decent discussion without 
having to change people's minds or argue, <laughs> which was very nice and heartening. Uh, and then I also moderated, moderated the Thrawn panel with Timothy Zahn, which was like, I wish I could go back in time and tell 13-year-old Nancy that she was going to be doing that one day. Uh, and I'm really proud of that panel. So um, go listen to it. It's all on the feed. Um, Tim is awesome and was a really good uh, it was a really good panel. So what were the other ones that you were on? Yeah, uh, like you said, you mentioned the Galaxy's Edge panel, which I thought went really well. Mm -hmm. Um, The other panels I did, I was on a Resistance and Star Wars cartoons panel. Mm -hmm. Um, I was also on a, uh, from a certain point of view, retrospective panel, which was great. I really liked that panel. I thought that was really Yeah, we had a surprise E.K. Johnston join us on the panel. That originally wasn't going to happen, uh, Mm -hmm. but Bria went and asked uh, her if she'd like to join us, and she did, which was great and made for a fantastic panel that I really enjoyed. It was really good. I um, liked it a lot. And the other the last panel I did is I moderated a panel called Arrogance of the Jedi, and that was one I didn't know how it was going to go mm-hmm. going into it, but it wound up being probably my favorite panel I have ever been on. It was one of my favorite panels from the... Co- I mean, I think... I. The Thrawn panel is obviously my favorite from the con, but I think that might be like my second favorite. It was a really good discussion. The panelists were all very insightful and they all had different points of view. Um, So it wasn't just regurgitating the same thing over and over. And the moderator was very good. <laughs> Say thank you. Thank you. The moderator was just uh, was just making sure that questions got teed up for the panelists, and the panelists were just fantastic. Well, you also had good comments as well. Okay, okay. Well, you can you can listen to that on the feed. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, if you ever wanted to hear the term Catholic guilt used on a Star Wars panel at a major convention, that's going to be the panel for you. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, but yeah, that was our con. And, yeah. Uh, there were, oh, cosplay. There was some great cosplay there. There was a lot of good cosplay. I took more pictures than usual because we spent a lot more time walking around than usual. I really, like, we, we need to make time to do that. Yeah. Uh, this year we made a concerted effort not to just jam our schedule yeah. full. And, and from what we did have on the schedule, not feeling beholden to it. Right. Well, also, the pro- I think the problem was is we used to, like, say, okay, we'll do that at night walk around and walking around at night in the Marriott is just awful. I can't do it. Oh, that's one of the reasons we burned out in previous years. And like, I know that's when most of the, like, you know, costumes are out, but I just, I can't do it. So we spent a lot of time walking around the Marriott during the day, which I think is a lot better. So we need to definitely make time to do that. Yeah. And at night we, and at night we uh, just kind of hung around like maybe the Hilton bar yeah. And just hung out with some folks and had more chill evenings yeah. than we've had f- in the past. I feel like I really want to do like, instead of just, okay, we're just going to hang out at the bar. Like, I want to like have a specific activity going on because like I didn't even play the Fantasy Flight game and I really had fun that night because we were, we were doing something, yeah. you know? And so, I, like, next year, I might find a way to run a second game mm-hmm. on another night. Well, even not that, even not that specific game, but bring like other games, like yeah. you know, cards, the ever 
present Cards Against Humanity, even that sort of thing, just because I think that like gets more people together and it's I th- it's more like my speed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, and we did, there were some other Star Wars panels that we recorded that are on the Chashi Station feed, the author panel, which is always a good time. And then um, there was another panel with a bunch of different Star Wars creators, uh, Timothy Zahn, Henry Gilroy, uh, E.K. Johnson was on that one as well. And then there was um, the Rebels panel that Bria was on that um, we also have in the feed. So it was a good time. And I'm really looking forward to Celebration now. Oh, me too. I think we might pitch a panel or two. Uh, I have an idea for a panel. I Yeah, I you have an idea for a panel that I really hope gets picked up. Yeah. Um, I'm working with someone else on another panel pitch. Are you? I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm uh, working with uh, Andy and Saf on a oh, I, yeah. Yeah, podcasting one-on-one okay. panel. I'm going to work on a pitch for the pilots of Star Wars. Excellent. That's a panel I definitely want to do. Uh, yes, you're on the list. <laughs> All right, let's hop into the news. Okay. Uh, we've got some uh, superhero news to kick things off. And, and rumors. We have some rumors that Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck are out of the DC cinematic universe. Yeah, so the report from Henry Cavill about Henry Cavill comes from The Hollywood Reporter, which is, you know, pretty reputable. I, I don't know if it's true, but um, and the one from about uh, Ben Affleck is from uh, Comic Book Now, I think, which or ComicBook.com, which I don't know how reliable they are, so I wouldn't necessarily take that as gospel. But um, I um, the the Henry Cavill one surprised me but i can see it because he just got cast in something else what was the thing he got cast in uh the witcher yes um but like so i have seen one dc eu movie and that's wonder woman <laughs> so you didn't see man of steel i did not see man yeah, of steel so i don't feel like i'm the best person to you know discuss the dc cinematic universe but uh, I like it just seems like they went about trying to create the cinematic universe the completely the wrong way. Because <laughs> like if you look at Marvel, Marvel started in 2008 with Iron Man and they put out five movies before the Avengers and the Avengers didn't come out until four years later in 2012. So they spent a long time building up their universe and they had three stand well four if you count the incredible hulk standalone movies that introduced the characters that were going to be in the avengers so that way when the avengers started you're invested in these characters and specifically this the portrayal of those characters by those actors because a lot of people are like oh superman and batman are so popular characters you know they should just be sort of a huge draw you know but i think the problem is they change actors so much that it's for me it feels hard to like be like attached to oh yeah henry cavill is superman 
because there's Henry Cavill as Superman. Uh, there's also Superman on Supergirl right now. And then, you know, ha- you know, when was the last Superman movie? Not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Batman movies seem like they're always there's always a new Batman. <laughs> Whereas, you know, when you think of Iron Man, who do you think of? Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Like, that's it. I think there's been one what there's been one case in the MCU of a character changing actors and it's Rhodey. Um and that was well, like Hulk. Oh, right, yeah. But I that's kind of a weird thing because there was the Incredible Hulk movie and then people kind of don't really consider that part of it even though it is, but like most people when you think of Hulk, they think of Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. You know. Um but with the exception of those two, it's like these characters have been around for 10 years now like chris evans is captain america (laughs) so when they finally like go to recast like if they ever tried to recast i think people would have a hard time with that but like like for me it just seemed that they didn't they wanted to have the same success as marvel and their cinematic universe and they didn't do the work yeah, and I'm going to say, it, at least in the case of Henry Cavill, I'm I'm not the first person to say this. It was pretty much all over my timeline from a bunch of people. But Henry Cavill as Superman is one of the greatest examples of great talent wasted on bad writing. Yeah, I mean, he's a good actor from all accounts. Like, it's not anything against him. And, like, he looks good as Superman, but... Like, I had no desire to see Man of Steel because I have a very specific idea of what Superman should be. And gritty, grim, dark, isn't it? No, like, su- like Captain America is what I think Superman should be. <laughs> Captain America is the best Superman out there right now. Like, I, like, and, you know, the best part about those movies is that despite the world changing and getting grittier, grittier and darker, Cap doesn't change. Like, yeah in infinity war he's harder he's he seems a little more mature and world weary but he still has that hope and optimism and that is what superman always should have um and do you remember in the luke skywalker panel when um they were talking about how um i can't remember who brought it which panelist brought it up but one of the panelists compared Luke to like when you hear about firefighters and they save, you know, a thousand lives, but then there's one person who they can't save. And that kind of like that, that is their big failure. And they just sort of like not they retreat into themselves after that. Like that's all they can think about is their one failure. And to me, like when people say, oh, Superman's boring because he's so powerful. I'm like, no. The interesting thing about Superman is saying, okay, he's so powerful. He can save all of these people, but he can't save everyone. And that the people that he isn't able to save is what's going to eat him alive. Mm -hmm. And that's what is interesting. And I just don't feel like they ever sort of deal with that. You know, yes, he has these huge powers and like is almost godlike, but he's not. He's human. So what happens when he can't do everything? Correct. <laughs> wow. I didn't know you were going to get that much out of uh, what Cavill and Affleck leaving. I have a lot of feelings about Superman, Brian. <laughs> you do have a lot of feelings about Superman. And I have never found. Okay. Quick question. Best Superman. Well, Dean Cain. Thank you. 
that's why I have a lot of feelings about Superman because I watched Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman when I was like 12, 13 that's and it imprinted shit. on my brain. So like what I want to watch is Lois and Clark working at the daily planet, like solving stupid mysteries and falling in love. Marvel Rising shorts and dolls. So Marvel Rising, if you're not aware, is... I'm not aware, so tell me about so it. So Marvel Rising is a little analogous to um, the uh, Star Wars... Uh, Forces of Destiny. Yeah, Forces of Destiny mm-hmm. series. Um, except these are a little less shorts and more actual mm-hmm. television episodes, which is great. I watched the... Um, I watched the first uh, little run they did. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it features Squirrel Girl, uh, Ms. Marvel, Qu- uh, Quake, um, and a uh, and a number of other characters. It's definitely aimed towards a uh, towards a female audience, but uh, there's a lot of great stuff in there that a lot of people are going to enjoy. And yes, your boys should watch it too. Yes, and they have dolls now. They do. Hopefully the dolls will be better than the Forces of Destiny dolls. Aww. <laughs> if you haven't, um, I don't really watch a lot of her videos, but um, Jenny Nicholson, a YouTuber, had a video about the Forces of Destiny dolls, um, and it was one of the best like analysis of the dolls that I've seen because it wasn't like, oh, Forces of Destiny is stupid. It's just about girls and for girls. It was like her examining other like big franchises like Bratz or Monster High and seeing like why those are so popular with young girls and why Forces of Destiny is not. And um, the answer is it's not because it's Star Wars. No, it's not. Or because it's for girls. It's, you know, the way the lines are marketed is completely different so um go check that out it's a long video but it's it's really worth it and i haven't seen anything like that anywhere else so uh hey why don't we get into something that we're both very 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 excited about yes we finally got a first look at captain marvel yay oh my god God, I am so excited for this. We will be talking much more about Captain Marvel next week because they're going to put out a trailer on Tuesday, finally. I wonder if we can get uh, a guest who's staying with us to come on that show. (laughs) Probably. Uh, We might just make next week's episode a full Captain Marvel episode. Explain Captain Marvel to Nancy. Yes, yes. We'll we'll, we'll use this as as a... pilot for another podcast we may be thinking about oh because i need one more of those <laughs> well why not why not but uh so, yes. yeah there was a cover story from entertainment weekly uh carol is on the cover with glowing fists i'm assuming that's a thing of hers yep that right. is a thing of hers you can tell me that on you know next week next week um and it's uh the the biggest pieces from the cover story are that Obviously, we knew it was set in the 90s. Um, It's not an origin story. Carol already has her powers. Thank God. Um, She is off serving the... You tell me. (laughs) Who is she serving? The Kree? Yeah, working with the Kree. Okay. Out in the part of the galaxy where the Guardians reside. So... um, and then she ends up back on Earth, and Fury is in it with both eyes. I believe uh, Phil Coulson is also going to be in the movie. Um, I'm sorry, his first name is Agent? Agent Coulson. <laughs> um, so, 
the interest the real things i'm really looking forward to in this movie is part of like besides learning about captain marvel because i haven't read the comics but like um seeing exactly how she fits into the larger mcu like specifically where she's been all these years leading up to infinity war part two and like how she ended up in space and what exactly like the page fury sent her was like have they been in contact the whole time is it a last ditch effort and like basically where where has she been and doing because if this is in the 90s and she comes back to earth i'm assuming she goes back into space uh that's a that's a safe assumption but yeah um there was also a gallery of photos do you want to talk about those uh, absolutely, I do. So we got it. We got some stills from the set, uh, in which we get our first look at um, Captain Marvel in the iconic Jamie McKelvey uh, Captain Marvel you uh, Captain Marvel costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, I it looks it looks awesome, and I'm so glad that iconic look that was made for. Um, the uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick uh, run on the comic has uh, made its way to the film because it's the coolest costume. There are going to be so many Captain Marvel cosplayers at Dragon Con. I, I mean, mean, there already are, but, but specifically this one yeah. from which I'm really interested to see how people make that costume because it looks it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Uh, we also get a look at uh, Carol with presumably the Star Force yeah. uh, on a Kree planet. Um, and uh, in the picture, you can actually also see Ronan the Accuser, who you might remember from the first Guardians film. Yeah. Uh, in the foreground. And there's also um, Korath, who is Jimon Huntsu's character from Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and then one of the other characters is played by Gemma Chan, who is in Crazy Rich Asians. Um, so their uniforms look very much like Captain Marvel's uniform. Except green and black. So is that like a thing from the comics or is that, that yeah, something they took for the movies? That's not exactly a thing from the comics. So okay. it's probably got some movie origins that they'll go through there. Uh, and we also get a look at Jude Law, who we don't know who he's playing yet, but there are theories uh, that he is playing uh marvell or the original captain marvel oh because it just calls him here commander of the star force yeah so that's another reason people are thinking it might be marvell oh okay which uh is one of the only comic characters who has actually stayed dead <laughs> uh then there's pictures of the scrolls yes the shape-shifting scrolls one of which is led by ben mendelson so the scrolls are like a common thing throughout the captain are they through in the mcu or just captain marvel uh no this is the scrolls were a very big thing from the uh original earth 616 uh marvel comics continuity okay uh they're shapeshifters which means they can blend in and uh, you never know who is a scroll and who is not, and the, you better bet that is going to play a part in the MCU going forward in a big way. Yeah, like it, oh, it's it's kind of like the whole Hydra thing, like uh, except you know Hydra are human. Yeah, except this <laughs> but, is this is even more insidious. Uh, yeah. I believe it was Secret Wars, which was the big uh, comic event that dealt with um, scroll shapeshifters among people's ranks. Mm. So. 
who knows? There could be some of our heroes <laughs> are scroll. Oh no! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, the picture of them coming out of the ocean. I love all the photoshops of that as like a boy, album boy cover. Band cover. Yeah. Um, and then we see Ben Mendelsohn in his human form in a suit. Ben Mendelsohn in a suit. I'm alert, here. alert, red alert. <laughs> the thirst is real. Yeah. So um, we see another picture of Ronan and um, Jude Law's character. Jude Law's character. Um, so it says Ronan uh, is still in this movie, still a high ranking member of Cree society. So it'll be I, I'm wondering if we might see that sort of break. And so we get him where he is in Guardians or more towards that mm-hmm. sort of outcast. And then uh, we're back on Earth in the <laughs> I'm gonna 90s. I'm going to let you talk about this picture. <laughs> in which, uh, yeah. I want, I don't have blonde hair, but I kind of want to do that cosplay. I think you could do a wig for that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Is it a, sh- is that a shield hat she's wearing? Yeah, that is, that is a, uh, that is a shield hat she's wearing. <laughs> so it's Carol, uh, in very 90s clothing. Jeans, faded jeans, a nine inch nails t-shirt, and a motorcycle shirt. That jacket is badass. I would totally do that cosplay. I need to get a blonde wig and I'll do that cosplay. I mean, I bet you're going to be able to buy that hat before long too. Right? So. Right. That jacket's that jacket's cool. And like we've it. got a de-aged uh, Agent Fury. Yeah, that looks real. It looks really good. Like, I, it I looked like a picture of. I mean, I, I guess the good thing is, is they have a lot of reference material for they, Samuel Jackson. They they do in the nineties. Um, but uh, yeah, Marvel's gotten pretty good with this de-aging thing, especially because they don't seem to linger on characters too much, so yeah. you don't get that uncanny valley effect too badly. Yeah. And he's got both of his eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, prediction, is he going to lose his oh, eye Oh, he's totally going to lose an eye in this movie. All right. It's going to be Ben Mendelsohn who takes eye out. Uh, is probably. Director Krennic going to blind, or blind uh, Mace Windu in one eye? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, could, yeah, I can see that happening. Uh, and then we've got, uh, Carol in a fighter pilot jumpsuit, wearing aviators, st- sitting in what I think is an F.A. 18 Hornet. Mm. I bet you like that. Yeah, that works for me. <laughs> that so, works for me and a lot of people. <laughs> so the question is, if, so what, how does she, is she in still the Air Force at this time? Because if she's been off in space fighting with the Kree, how does she end up back on Earth as a fighter pilot? I have no idea how because to make sense I always assumed like when here. they when they showed her in the you know in her fighter like when we first saw like the pictures of Brie Larson filming, I thought like oh like they're going to show her as a pilot and then she's going to get her powers and then she's going to go off into space, but this seems different. Yeah, so, I mean, in the comics, Carol bounced back and forth between Earth and oh, she uh, did? the sort of Guardian's realm a lot. Oh, okay. So that may be something that happens here. Okay. Uh, we also get a shot of, um, come on, there we go, uh, Maria Rambo, uh, one of Carol's oldest friends uh, in this caption here, uh, who is another Air Force pilot by the name of Photon, and you might recognize Photon as uh, one of the aliases of Monica Rambo, who in the comics is one of Carol's friends. Um, So uh, Maria is 
a mother, a single mother to a young daughter who I'm guessing is Monica and I'm guessing uh, Carol will be meeting Monica when Carol returns for Avengers 4, which could be great. Yes. Okay. Captain Marvel. There's one other bit of news, though. What? We may be getting a trailer on Tuesday. No, we are getting a trailer on oh, Tuesday. Oh, was that confirmed? Yes, uh, it I is confirmed. I hadn't seen GMA actually confirm that. Uh, it was, yeah, I saw it was confirmed that, uh, so Brie Larson's going to be on GMA on Tuesday. Trailer in hand. Yeah. Brace yourselves, internet. Yep. <laughs> I can't wait. Yes. All right. Let's leave the superhero realm for a bit and talk about the surreal. Yes. So you might remember back, oh, summer of 2017, that uh, awesome, uh, one of our favorite authors, Chuck Wendig, had a little viral Twitter thread with uh, fantasy author Sam Sykes, in which they played out a a story in which... uh, a camp counselor is dealing is in the middle of a slasher film. That viral thread is becoming a movie. That's so crazy. You might be the killer is a movie based off of Chuck and Sam's viral Twitter thread that was just delightful and uh, stars Fran Kranz, who you might remember from Dollhouse and Cabin in the Woods, as well as uh, Allison Hannigan. Um, who is who playing is, Chuck? Yeah, Allison Hannigan is <laughs> That's playing. That's a glow up. <laughs> Allison Hannigan is playing Chuck, and uh, Fran Kranz is playing Sam. And this is a this is a mock mock slasher film. Uh, so comedy slasher film, if you if you if you desire. Uh, and I can't wait to see this. It has a very Cabin in the Woods kind of vibe to it. I don't like horror and slasher movies at all, but I loved Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. And this looks like something in that vein, which I can't wait to see. Yay. Need to know uh, when it's going to hit a streaming service. Yes, that's yeah. Maybe one day my Twitter threads will be made into a movie. <laughs> Um, so we also have a c- excerpt from the Consuming Fire, uh, John Scalzi's new book that comes out in October. Uh, the first book was The Collapsing Empire, and it's really great if you haven't read it. Uh, it's a space opera, takes place in the far, far, far future when humanity has spread throughout the galaxy thanks to this um phenomenon known as the flow and that's how ships travel uh through the stars um and they it is discovered that the flow is collapsing and will go away completely and all of the human settlements will basically become separated from one another and because of the way the um galaxy has developed into this interdependency uh empire um they can't survive without each other so humanity will basically die and there's only one planet where that's suitable for human life so but that's under a rebellion currently so uh basically they have to try to figure out how to save humanity um that was one of my favorite books that year yep and i cannot wait for the sequel yeah the the first did you read the excerpt I uh, have not had a chance yet. It's really good. Okay. Uh, and I hate John Scalzi <laughs> because he gets away with doing all the things you're not supposed to do as a writer. Like all, th- all the generally accepted writing advice yeah, just like, throws it out. Like he has a prologue that's completely unrelated and not completely unrelated, but it's with other character, like a characters who are not the main characters of the 
book. And then um, like this second book basically starts with an info dump about how the interdependency formed. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't. How do you get away with doing this? Oh, because you're John Scalzi. That's how. Because you're good at what you do. So yeah, um, I am very excited about um, about this book, and we are gonna read it and hopefully enjoy it. Excellent, excellent. Yes. Uh, hey, shall we skip to some Star Wars news? Yes, we should. Okay. Uh, start off with some awesome news here. Uh, David Collins and Amy Ratcliffe are back as the stage host for Celebration Chicago. As they should be. As they should. David Collins uh, always hosts the digital stage. Amy Ratcliffe is back hosting the behind the scenes stage. Um, and they are awesome and super excited to see them back. Also, if you don't listen to David Collins' uh, soundtrack podcast, the soundtrack show, you really should. It's really great. Um, even like they did, the, his last episode was on Tron. I've never seen the original Tron. I have no feelings about the original Tron. But it was a really fascinating episode. <laughs> so uh, if you have any, if you have any fondness toward movie soundtracks, give that a listen. Also, Amy has a book coming out soon. Women of Star Wars. Go pre-order it now. I just yeah. pre-ordered it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I'm very excited about that. Um, also, uh, Greg Grunberg is back for episode nine, of course, because J.J. Abrams is directing it. Guess who's back? Snap is back. Woohoo! The good snap. Uh <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Uh, I'm sorry. A good snap. Um, but he has been tweeting about the Poe Dameron comic, and like he tweeted about it, and Charles Soule responded to him, and he responded back and was like, "Yeah, we've been reading it on set. It's great." And I'm like, "This is amazing. An actor is reading the comic that his character's in." <laughs> And now when he's done, I want someone to be like, hey, here are the Aftermath books, if you haven't read them yet. I believe he has. Oh, has he? Yeah, he tweeted at Chuck. Oh. Uh, he tweeted at Chuck saying how much he uh, enjoyed enjoyed them. Oh, that yeah, that's really awesome. Um, and uh, he was at a con a few weeks ago uh, that uh, Bria was at, and one of her garrison mates, I believe, made a Mr. Bones. Mm-hmm. And there's a picture of Greg Grunberg with Mr. Bones. <laughs> that is amazing. And I think that kind of short-circuited Chuck's brain. Yeah. When he saw that. Yeah. Um, so I am I am glad Greg Grunberg's back. I know people are like, oh, yeah, whatever, Greg Grunberg. But I... I'm all for any pilots that we get. I really hope that Jess comes back, but I haven't heard anything about She's it. She's really busy. I know. And we haven't seen the end of the Poe Dameron comic, so we don't know what Char- happens. Don't you do it, Charles. I, I mean, mean, I know whatever you've done, you already did, but don't you do it. <sighs> when does that come out? Next week? Uh, oh, I think it might be next oh, week. Yeah. No. The final issue of the Poe Dameron ongoing, which <coughs> oh, no. I'm I'm sad about. It's been it has been such a great ongoing, especially especially the last couple of arcs have yeah. all been so good. Yes. Um. What else? Oh yeah. So this is the big news for the week. Um, we got more information about Star Wars Resistance. Um, a few weeks ago, right before Dragon Con, we got a video that introduced the uh, 
Team Fireball, which uh, the main... Oh, God, Brian. Stop! That's going to be in my head all day. Um, <laughs> thanks for that. Um, and then yesterday, we got another article that introduced the Aces, the other pilots of the Colossus. So what we know about Resistance so far is it's set six months before The Force Awakens. That's really, really close. Yeah. And that also explains why Poe is not like going or doing this sort of thing because he's off doing his search for Laura Santeca. But I also I wonder how they're gonna figure out the timeline specifically because BB eight is with Poe during a lot of the comic. I almost wonder if they would do a time jump for after a season or two and then start doing stuff immediately oh, after Oh no I, I don't I, I mean that the so in the comic in the Poe Dameron comic, uh, BB-8 is with Poe. Yeah, right. The but Poe Dameron comic is also a hot minute before TFA. Is it? Yeah, because the because the show is when BB-8 is with Kaz. Yeah. So I'm wondering how they'll f- figure that out, but you know, they will. But anyway, so um, Poe Dameron sends Kazuto Ziono, who is um a like you know hotshot pilot to uh to go undercover as a small time racer who works on the Colossus which is a sort of way station for galactic travelers um and he go he's basically trying to find um information about the first order and see if they're undercover people there um so he becomes so he uh is trying to restore the fireball um which is one of the ships uh there and um the rest of team fireball is jarek yeager who is a or i'm sorry they call him yeager which i can't do i'm sorry that is that's pronounced yeager yeah sorry uh a former rebellion pilot now trying to live a quiet life as a mechanic i am very uh very 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 intrigued by yeager um i want to know who, where he served in the rebellion who he served with did he fly with uh people that we know about um also on Team Fireball is Tam Rivora, um, who's a fellow mechanic, but used to be a, who used to be a racer before she lost her ship. Um, also um, with them is Nico, who is a uh, I believe he's a Nikto. Uh, yes, um, and he is hilarious. <laughs> I love Nico already. <laughs> he is just very positive and it's like no matter what kind of day you're having, Nico is having a great day. <laughs> He's just hilarious. Um and then there's also an astromech droid um called Bucket. So I, I BB8 might not be on the show a lot because they have this other astromech droid, mm-hmm. so it might just be like sort of a like how Poe is like a guest star. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we see a hologram of Leia, which is really great. Um, so we also get um, uh, we also got an article about the other pilots of the um, the Colossus. Um, the 
the uh, the one the two characters they didn't mention in either article are um Flix, who's played by Jim Rash, and then Orca, who's played by Bobby Moynihan from SNL. So we don't know anything about those guys yet. But the other article yesterday was about the um aces of the colossus and this is the one that really sort of like got me super excited because it was focused on all of the flying and all of the racing and i am just all i'm here for it i'm here for it brian <laughs> uh, pilots 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 yes <laughs> so um they um who are the other so let's see the other pilots we've got Tora doza who um she's like she seems like a very peppy cheerful younger younger woman girl who is sort of like the biggest competition kaz has but they're also like they also become really good friends um which is nice because you know so many times you see like you know the the uh you know the really good pilots or like the the people who you say are like the top of their game are more serious you know mm -hmm. and she is definitely not um there is um major von reg who is that crimson armored tie pilot we've seen in some of the trailers not cardinal sadly oh but um i'm interested in this guy um there is uh who else are on there we've got toradoza um freya what was her last freya Fen fenris fenris yeah fenris freya fenris um who is sort of no nonsense um pilot um who uh played by mary elizabeth mcglynn and yeah instantly my favorite um mary elizabeth mcglynn also did the voice of governor price in rebels so i'm very excited to see her have a starring role um there's also hype Faison. Played by Donald Faison. Uh, which is basically him <laughs> as a pilot. And he, Dave out and out said, yeah, we made this character to be Donald. Yeah. Which is he, great. He's a Rodian, but he speaks basic, which I think is great. Um, he uh, Donald Faison was supposed to be on the uh, Detour show, so I'm really glad that he got to be in Star Wars. Um, and then there's Griff Halloran. Who was played by Steven Stanton, longtime Star Wars voice actor, um, as a gruff ex TIE pilot, which I'm really interested to see if there's any sort of conflict between Griff and uh, Jaeger over their roles in the Galactic Civil War. Um, and Bo Keevil is. Uh, Who we didn't see. We didn't see. Um, he is a Keldor the same species as um Plo Koon. Um but yeah, he didn't speak in the video that we got nor did we hear from the actor. So I do am we, Do we even know who's playing him? No, it doesn't have mm. anything. It doesn't have anything. That why are they being so cagey about that? Mhm. Mm hmm. I don't know. But I mean, he's a like he's a he's not like under a mask or anything, which is why it's so weird. Yeah. So yeah, 
I um, who who do you think your favorite is so far? Out of all of them, not just the it's, aces, but it's gonna be either. Uh, it's probably gonna be Freya. Really? Yeah. So um, I after looking at like looking at all of the pilots and looking at Team Faraball, I was like, oh no, I think I'm starting to ship. Freya and Jaeger, and they haven't even started the show yet. That's impressive. So I tweeted it, and then Megan from Western Reaches, Blaster Cannon, bunch of other places, uh, responded, and she was like, "Oh, oh, that's interesting." Um, so we started like head canning their relationship between the quiet, you know, uh, people who stand alone. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, "I want a book." That's a prequel to Resistance that's all about Griff and Jaeger and Freya during the Galactic Civil War. I want it. I so want it. I want it. Badly. Now, I'm wondering, is there going to be some other media tie-ins for this about some of these aces? Because there seems like there's some great storytelling potential, especially for, like you said, uh, these older pilots. Uh, and perhaps looking back at the Galactic Civil War and what they were up to there. I I mean, besides books, I mean, it seems like a comic would be a good comic place. would be great, yeah. Um, and a video game? Ooh. <laughs> I would imagine, like, if, if they don't have their own video game, like, it seems like these characters could show up in Battlefront somehow. Yeah. Um... Other than like media tie, like other tie-ins, I'm thinking of crossover potential because this is a show about racing six months before the the Force Awakens. Oh my god, I want to see Greer Sunell in here somehow. Well, the problem with Greer is that I know that, she can't race. Well, that was six years before mm -hmm. TFA, um, so I don't know if like we would see her or if she'd just be mentioned or maybe there's a poster of her like. Oh, that would be great. Like, even just that sort of thing. Um, a mention of Han, because he was a, he was a racer. You know who could show up in this is who? Han. Yeah. I, I saw speculation that yeah. he might show up, which would be kind of... In, that would be interesting, considering, like, Leia sent him on a mission, and then, you He's know, Han. He's out there looking for the Falcon. Yeah. Um, I do wonder if this is going to be the sort of show where, like, they start on this you know the the station the colossus and, and expand out from there yeah we have like some, rebels yeah and we have some seen some exterior shots which are definitely not on that world right so it is space. a possibility yeah like because it would be cool to like go to mass's castle like that sort of thing well and it's also said that these aces are also actually the station defense mm -hmm. um so they could they could become an impromptu flight wing and just yeah, go fight, out fly in the with galaxy. The resistance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of course, the problem is, you know, the resistance, we see so much of it destroyed. But they did have they did give an out where they said, you know, you could say, oh, the other people are el out elsewhere well, they've gathering with, allies. They've done it with Black Squadron. Yeah. So they could do that here or just have them not join the resistance, you yeah. know. So definitely possibilities there. Yeah. I'm very excited for this show. Me too. I'm like super excited about the show. And I I was like really excited when they announced it. Then I got less excited because we didn't know anything, anything about, about it. it. Um, but now I, after seeing these videos and everything, I'm super hyped.
Yeah, I cannot wait. Um, wh- when's the debut again? Uh, sometime in October seventh, October seventh, right o- before your birthday. Oh, yay! Sunday at ten o'clock. That is weird. Yep. That's very weird. <laughs> yeah. But yes, resistance. I'm excited. I'm excited on. too. Yay, no Jedi. <laughs> send your tweets to at Nancy Pants. I don't care. And you can also send them to me because I'm in agreement. <laughs> I'm here for the badass normals of the galaxy. Yes. Okay. Uh, hey, some housekeeping stuff before we wrap up. Uh, we've got a bunch of podcasts coming next week. Uh, Western Reaches will be making a return. Hooray! Hooray! Um, I've got a I've got a Dyson Droids ready to go. We're probably going to get that recorded in a couple of weeks here. Uh, so yeah, lots of interesting stuff coming down the pipeline. Uh, again, if you missed it, uh, we have a bunch of panel recordings from DragonCon. Uh, every every panel was super insightful and super fun. You should definitely check those out. They are totally worth your time. Uh, anything else we need to cover before heading out? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, well, it's a little bit of a short show by just about eight minutes, but you'll forgive us for giving you all that panel audio. <laughs> um, this episode of Tashi Station Radio has been brought to you in part by you, our Patreon subscribers. That's patreon.com slash Tashi Station. Uh, help join there. Just at the $1 level gets you into our Patreon-exclusive Slack team. And a yes. lot of our podcasts are sourced from our discussions and yeah. uh, news and links that are shared in our Patreon team. Yeah, so we have one of our channels. It's just a random channel. And that's where I go to get a lot of the non-star wars news stories that we talk about for the podcast so if you there's something you want us to talk about you can just link it in there or just say hey will you talk about this and i we will yeah i mean pretty much all of our news section today was sourced from our patreon slack team yep so again so pa- thank you yeah patreon slack team. patreon.com slash tashi station it's just the one dollar level to get in there yes okay yeah let's Let's get out of here. Uh, on Twitter, you can find us with the handles Tashi Station. Uh, no underscore anymore. Woo-hoo! Goodbye underscore. Bye-bye. Uh, you can find Nancy with Nancy Pants. That's Nancy with an I. You can find me with Lane Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, we're avail- available on the iTunes Store, Stitcher, and Google Play, as well as our mega feed where you can find all of our great shows. Uh, you can find our columns and news at TashiStation.net. Thanks for listening to another episode. We'll catch you all next week. Bye. So long. TSR is brought to you by you, our Patreon subscribers. Visit patreon.com slash Tashi Station to help us keep the lights on and to get access to our Patreon-exclusive Slack team. 